Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh, this is where Paul says something. Right? We start off every week with a little bit of earth, wind, and fire. Earth, wind, and fire. Good for your soul. We what do we got tonight? Use a little soul food and and then Joel, and jo- Joel, Joel Nelson. Joel, what do you got for us tonight, buddy? Cowboys Chargers, huh? What's Chargers the number here? Will win. Keenan Allen scores a touchdown. Chargers tonight. Chargers yeah. win. Keenan Allen anytime touchdown. There you heard it from Joel. You're the worst gambling expert ever. You don't tell people what the spread is. You don't tell <laughs> them where the game is. Wait, 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 can we get a little more info from you, Joel Nelson? Chargers plus one and a half. Okay, Chargers plus one and a half. And your prop bet is who? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, anytime touchdown. Anytime go. touchdown score. And okay. All right. And who's what team are you taking again? Not that I wasn't listening. I just want you to repeat it for a fact. The Chargers. Chargers. Okay. There we go. All right. Hey, that's going out on a limb, isn't it? Picking <laughs> the Chargers on on any week because they find a way to lose every single week. So I like it. Not as bad as they did when Anthony Lynn was their head coach, Paul. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had Anthony Lynn, but 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 remember, I remember when they had Marty Schottenheimer went fifteen and one, and you knew they were going to lose in the playoffs, which they and did then he the got fired, round, and they fired him because he lost in the first round of the playoffs. R.I.P. A good man, Marty Schottenheimer, Marty a great good man. man. Fort Cherry's fine, very good right? man. Well, for now, now you got that kid down there. It's a sophomore quarterback that's setting all those Isn't records, Marvin right? Lewis also Marvin Fort Lewis, Cherry? too. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people, and then seven thousand people with the surname Gary. Uh, down yes. there, right? All those people. I remember when I was covering high schools for the Post Gazette way back. There was uh-huh. at least two or three of them, Garys, that came through that I covered. I remember Mr. Gary, the original Gary, that was the coach. Yes. He would be out farming, and you'd call and say, "Can I speak to Coach?" And his wife would say, "Hold on, he's out like with doing yes. stuff on the farm. I'm going to get him." And, and if you st- remember, we had zone editions uh, back cr- then. I remember back then we when I started, we had North, East, West, Washington, South, and Washington. Yes, sir. So I wrote about Fort Washington Cherry Green, I think it was I, called. I, I, I wrote a lot about Fort Cherry and Carmichael's uh-huh. and all these schools that Mike Vernillo and Jason Barr. Most people probably couldn't put, you know, figure out, couldn't put them, out, point them out on a map. But Fort Cherry, Carmichael's, what was the other one down there? Jeff Morgan, Jefferson uh-huh. Morgan, that had a couple of guys that McGuffey. McGuffey. This is what people want to hear, Paul. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, we, we can actually talk about Washington County. But, we, we can. But, but uh, yes. Now, Wash High, obviously, Guy Montecalvo. Canavac. Guy Montecalvo had a great great squad at Wash High. And then, and then he coached Canavac. Yes, and then Ed Dalton was at Trinity. There, yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so, uh, but no, all those smaller schools, it was like, this is the only ink they're ever going to Waynesburg get. Waynesburg High? Yes. Waynesburg Central. What was the now guy's he's going to tell us. Lanford Simpson. Lanford Simpson. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Lanford Simpson was the running back, and they had a quarterback that was oh, pretty geez. good. I don't know. Who wore 
Like the eye, he was like one of the first guys I could remember that wore the eye black, like really, like all over his face. You oh, know like painted his face. Nowadays off. they do it, and they all do it. But he was one of the first guys I could. Am I allowed to tell people about Twitter yet? No. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Peters Township. Visit them online, SouthHillsJeep.com. I've got a very simple proposition to start the show here, Paul. At four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. That's four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Okay, so Deontay Johnson is on his way back, right? George Pickens is a guy who uh, we're looking at this right now. George Pickens has risen to Steelers WR1. Everybody wants to designate people this or that because, well, they play video games, and that's the way that it works on video games. So when Deontay Johnson comes back, should there be a vested interest to get him the ball more? Should there be some sort of focus on him? Or is George Pickens from right now moving forward – has he pushed Deontay Johnson to the back burner? Let's start right there. Where do you well, see this? Well, I would say this. Deont- they're different players. I mean, George Pickens is a guy you want to – uh, Deontay Johnson is a guy that you want to feed the ball because he's going to make a lot of the routine. I know he drops the ball a few times and blah, 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 his drops. But he makes the plays, and he's the guy that sort of moves the sticks for you. But you're still going to have, you know, the shot plays and the big plays to George Pickens. I mean, he's still your guy from the standpoint of your big plays. But one of the things this offense has lacked is that guy like Deontay Johnson where third and eight, we know he's going to get the, you know, 11-yard catch and, and, and make a first down. Third and seven, you know, first and ten even. We know we need to, you know, move the sticks 14 yards. He's really good at that. And I think that – um that this offense has missed that a little bit. I'm not going to make you know complete excuses for it, but I think this offense has missed that. So my thing is, I would feed Deontay Johnson a lot because I think the underneath stuff is what he does really well. But you're still your home run guy is George Pickens, obviously. Fan text line hit us there. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Hit us on that text line. Give us a call. Number's always the same. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Another thing I want to get to to start the show, and this is something that callers can chime in on, along with WR1 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. WR1. WR1, because everybody says QB1, WR1, RB1, all that and and i do want calls on that we do want to take your calls on wr1 are we prisoners of the moment too much okay here's the thing so you look at cleveland yesterday and san francisco gets the ball back they go down the field they have a drive exactly how you want right exactly how you want now there was a bad call before that which we'll get into before they have a kicker not named robbie gold (laughs) my man dogs it and misses a field goal okay So you have Brock Purdy, who is playing without two gigantic weapons in that game. And this is what I'm getting at in terms of prisoners of the moment. I look at social media and I say, well, has Brock Purdy fallen off? Oh my gosh, Brock Purdy's human. We live in such a moment where we want to make huge statements. There we go. I can't think, I can't get the word out. We want to make gigantic statements and we're prisoners of the moment and not understanding the gigantic and big body of work. Why do we do that as sports fans so much? It's because I think of uh, of the culture of social media and also because of what we do, talk radio. You know what I mean? Like uh, We've become like a hot take society. And and my thing is like when I looked at Brock Purdy yesterday. Like did he become a much worse quarterback because he didn't win a game? But but the thing about it is if the the guy kicks a field goal, if he – if his field goal is like this far to the left, you know, and I'm putting, you know, obviously right. we're radio, but if his, his field goal is like two yards to the left, nobody's talking about Brock Purdy today. 
They lost the game. They talk about his drive at the end. Right. They, they talk about the drive that he, he drove down the field. and they, But, but like, you know, like I said to somebody yesterday who was going on and on about Brock Purdy, he's been exposed, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, did you happen to watch what Jalen Hurts did yesterday? Do you know what happens? Really good quarterbacks, they have bad days. You know, Tom Brady didn't win every single playoff game he played in. It seems like he won most of them, but he didn't win every playoff game. And some of them he didn't play very well. Um, you know, and 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 so, uh, as I say, uh, why do we have to do this? And it's weird, but there's a weird dynamic here, Colin. Mm-hmm. Fueled by guys who sit in your seat right before you. Uh, uh, fueled by guys like the guy who sits in your seat right before you. There's this weird dynamic among Steeler fans that they want so badly for Brock Purdy to not be good. To validate so, Kenny Pickett. So they can basically say that Kenny Pickett's the best quarterback in that draft. Well, I mean, it's a weird dynamic that I don't understand. Because to me, why do you care about Brock Purdy? So if he was drafted the year before or the year after, you know, you'd be okay with him? It, it, it's just kind of silly to me. So I, I just, at the end of the day, I look at Brock Purdy. I think he's proven he's a pretty good quarterback. But these guys aren't robots. They're just not. And so, at, 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 and, and the other part of it is, Colin, mm-hmm. how many times would Ben Roethlisberger have been like not validated if Chris Boswell didn't kick field goals? You know, if he missed field goals at the end, all those drives at the end, you know, to win a game. If Chris Boswell misses the field goal, nobody's talking about the drive to win the game. And and so, I just think it's kind of uh, I, I just think it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> to be honest. But it's how we are. You right. ask the question. It's how we are. Purdy We're- completes 12 passes for only 125 yards, one interception, one touchdown, by far not his greatest game. And it's like, now we need to declare he's fallen off the cliff. It's over. It's done. The joyride is finished. And that, to me, it's just, I came away scratching my head and say, wow, sometimes, yeah, all of us get caught up in this. But did you just miss what's happened over the last year with this guy? Right. I mean, this is what, 15 games now he started? Actually, 15 or 16 games he started. At some point, you say to yourself, okay, he's pretty good. In the last few games, I basically said, yeah, I think he's pretty good. Um, I just feel like sometimes when a guy who has proven over a course of time that he can play, I mean, Peyton Manning had bad games. Tom Brady had bad games. Ben had bad games. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts yesterday was terrible. Ben even had bad games after how he started, which was much like Brock Purdy in the career. Jalen Hurts yesterday was probably the biggest reason they lost the game, right? And he's – are we going to say he's not one of the best quarterbacks because of that? Listen, the first week of the season, I know his receivers dropped some passes, but you could make a case that uh, Patrick Mahomes wasn't that great in that game. So all I'm saying is they're not robots, man. And and I know hot take world is – you know, we've got to, like, uh, jump on every single thing immediately and turn it into something that it isn't, but it was kind of annoying yesterday. Well, part of it, too, Paul, is the 24-hour news cycle shows on all the time, has to be content, and you have to form a heavy, strong opinion, sell it, and stick with it. It doesn't sell to just say, ah, oh, maybe he just had a bad day. Yeah. Maybe he'll come back next week and be okay. And maybe he's been pretty darn good. I I just I like to kind of consume it all and take it in and say there might not be a place for level-headedness in our business anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Plus, I'll tell you there's one other thing, uh, uh, Joel, there's one other thing that really bothers me and you you'll understand this too. We're not giving credit to PJ Walker 
who played where? Dynamite. Where did B.J. Walker Temple. play college? Temple. 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 There we uh-huh. go. Him and I <laughs> talked about it last year. That's the other reason I pointed to him. You lost to a Temple Owl. There's no shame in that, baby. There's a lot of shame in that. Come on, Losing man. to a Temple Owl and, and not basketball? Come on, ton man. of shame in that. There's no shame in that, man. Uh, 412-928-9370. Troy, lead us off this evening. Troy, up on the mount. What's up, Troy? What's up, guys? want to comment on wide receiver one, but real quick on Brock Purdy. Um... I just have a hard time. I, I compare him to Kenny Pickett in this way. There's a lot of people that don't know how good Kenny Pickett could be because of the offensive coordinator that he has. I look at Brock Purdy's situation and, in, in my opinion, has the best coach in football and possibly one of the best systems in football. I would be curious to see Brock Purdy with a different franchise, not to take anything away from him. But I think there's something to be said for all quarterbacks that play within the Shanahan system. And possibly, you know, if he were in our system or another system not not as good for him, maybe he wouldn't be as good as he is now. All right, WR1, what do you do here? You're a knowledgeable football fan. You always dive deep into it, Troy. How do you divvy this up now that Deontay Johnson could come back and will in the next couple weeks? Wide receiver one for me has to has to be Deontay Johnson and let me tell you why the more who do we want double covered more in a game Deontay Johnson or George Pickens I think the answer is Deontay Johnson I think the more chances that we get by going to Deontay Johnson is going to leave a one-on-one opportunity with by far the best person on our team in a one-on-one situational catch Deontay Johnson if we're if he's fed the ball on a seven, eight-yard quick uh, quick curl or a quick slant across the middle or run some of those posts that they ran with uh, Austin with him. George Pickens will have a lot of opportunity for Kenny to throw his best ball, which is a back shoulder, and on the run to George Deep. I think George should average somewhere around four to five catches a game. I think Deontay should be seven and above. There we go. Troy, up on the mount, one of our best callers. 412-928-9370 leaves the line open for you. What do you got, Paul? One of the things that bothers me is people saying, well, what if Purdy went somewhere else? He wouldn't be nearly as good. What if Ben Roethlisberger was drafted by the Lions? Or the would he be, or, or the Bengals back then when he got drafted? Would he be, what was that guy's name, David Klingler? Or the, the, the five or six guys at the Lions system? Obviously, being in the right spot. Might be Dan Orlovsky. You know, even Tom Brady. Right. I mean, I don't know if, the, I don't, maybe he goes somewhere else and, and, and things don't work out for him. To me, every one of these quarterbacks, unless you're a guy like Peyton Manning or one of these guys who, you know, is – to me, every one of these guys, it's all about are, am I in the right system or not. Fan Hotline presented by Nemecol. And around every corner, Nemecol creates real-life magic for guests. Hit us on that Fan Hotline. Coming up next, continue your calls. Who is WR1 and also the officiating? We saw it at the end of that Cleveland game. But – how do you really fix it? We'll dive into that. We've got you till right up until uh, the run-up of Cowboys and Chargers tonight on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let in. Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we love this song, but if you love dogs and cats, the place to be October 28th, Pet Fest 2023. Stay, J.E., going to be spectacular. Everything you need for your pet under one roof. Dog trainers, casting agents for movies. Paul, get your dog or cat in a movie. How about this at Pet Fest? Yes, there you go. Pet Photos Fest. with Santa. How much do you think pets make in a movie? A lot. How much? Mr. Ed probably made a ton. Think about Mr. Ed. I'm just wondering. I mean, think about Turner and Hooch. Uh, you know? How much do right? you think that dog made? How, do you think, how much do you think the owner of that dog made? Millions. Um, photos with Santa, right? You're going to be Santa, I hear. All the dogs on your lap. An agility course, much, much more, too. That stage AE, October 28th, going to be a fabulous time. Tickets, $3 at the door. That's it? 3 bucks, Man, event details, 937thefan.com. Brought to you by Healthy Pets. Uh, every time, true va- every true value Um I think that's right. Uh, Wolfgang Bakery and Grooming and JP Roofing and Siding. So all of that, get there. It's going to be a great time. You know what? If Broderick Jones doesn't start on Sunday, fireable offense. I, I don't know how else to say it. Well, it doesn't sound like he's going to. Correct. It? It, it, this is the exact antiquated, these, these antiquated things that the Pittsburgh Steelers do that just make no sense. Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr., should be starting because, I mean, this Pittsburgh Steelers team is 3-2. and two. They haven't necessarily rolled to victories this year. Those have been two bright spots in the games that they've played. This isn't one of those things we don't see as fans. Like, okay, we don't know what happens yeah. in practice. We saw the games and we saw those men play well. Right, and not just that. You picked, you, you picked Broderick Jones in the first round. You, you, made, you made moves to pick him. And so, to me, you pick him. You put him in the starting lineup and he plays okay. Why not let? Why not give him an opportunity uh, to just stay in there and see what happens? Did you see the story about the Rams' defensive back? Did you see this? No, tell it me. It just came across literally t- ten minutes ago, so you probably didn't. Uh, starting defensive back for the Steelers' next opponent has been arrested. Darion Kendrick was arrested early Monday morning after Los Angeles beat the Cardinals. Kendrick was pulled over. For a traffic violation, when he was stopped, police found a gun in the car he was driving. So, uh, booked on a felony charge, they're probably going to be down one uh, important starter. Which uh, means that Matt Cannon will run a bunch of jet sweeps and right. reverses and not, uh, you know, go right after him. But the Broderick Jones thing is, is mystifying. It doesn't sound like he's going to start. No. I don't ne- know what Dan Moore – well, look, if you want to put Dan Moore and, and Broderick Jones on the field at the same time, that's fine. Then tell Chooks to sit down. 
but there's no way that Broderick Jones shouldn't be on the football field. No, I, I agree. We said this last week, once or two weeks ago before he started. If he starts, you know, his first game, he should never come out of the lineup again unless he's horrible. And he wasn't horrible. He was actually better than than probably Dan Moore was. He may and have been their best lineman. That's what I mean. There's no reason to take him out of the lineup. But the the fact that they're putting Dan Moore right back into his starting job, you know, and if it, if it holds, of course, it's early in the week, so who knows. But if it holds like that, it could have been just they wanted to see him move around to see if he, you know, could have been really ready to play um, and that it will be Broderick Jones on Wednesday when they really start game planning for the Rams. But there's no reason in the world not to put Broderick Jones in there and just say, it's your job for the rest of the year. All right, before I ask you a question and get into this stuff about officiating, I did see something on the internet today, Paul, on social media, that there's something called Pittsburgh Coffee Week, and that's this week. Are you still on coffee? You've been drinking some coffee last week. A little bit, week. yeah, a little yeah, how bit you, here and there. Yeah, how, how's that treating you? Is it like Starkey? It's okay, I'm not like you. I can't, no, I'm not Starkey. Starkey's obsessed with everything he does, so if he does something. You're not he, like me, though, where you can't drink 11 cups a day and one right before you go to bed. But be you, drink, you drink one or two a day, right? I drink like 12 or 13. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I thought you drank a couple in the morning and that was good. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. I'll drink one at 9.15 and go – I'll drink one at 10.30 and go to bed at 10.35 and be fine. I, I can't – I couldn't do that. But I do like – I've had one here and there, uh-huh. and, and I'm drinking it a little bit. I, it actually is starting to grow on me. And here's the other thing. It actually um, is better in terms of giving me a little bit of energy than – you that know, Mountain Dew that in Mountain front of Dew you? Mountain Dew or Pop or anything like that. Anything like that that you drink that you're supposed to, you know, that stuff doesn't work anymore. But coffee works. Yeah, I, that, hey, if I don't have coffee, I'm in big, big, uh, pro, bad shape. Yeah. I have real bad problems. Nick's and Carrick, what's up, Nick? Hey, Colin. Hey, becoming a big fan, man. Well, me too. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was calling originally to talk about Purdy and RB1, but with you guys talking about the uh, Broderick Jones situation, I definitely agree with you. He needs to stay in there. That's why you dropped that guy in the first round. Let him get his lumps. Even though he, he looked good, but even if he didn't, you got to let him learn. I mean, he's going to be the guy of the future. Nick, and they him- handed Kendrick Green a starting job before he played an NFL game, and they're not giving Broderick Jones one, Nick. Yeah, I don't understand it. That blows my mind completely. Um, he needs to – Dan Moore Jr. is, and they were bringing up earlier about I, if it's because of the how uh, Gunner is because they like his work ethic. It's just ridiculous. This is professional. This isn't high school or college or something where the guys are Rudy. We don't care about that. No, who would be your WR one going into this game? Whenever Deontay Johnson is healthy, I should say, not necessarily this game. I actually like Pickens, but for the opposite reason than the guy before called was. I could, I would like to see Deontay with one-on-one coverage. With Deontay, with his route running and how he gets open, he he will probably be open every single play if he's not double covered. And if they don't scheme for him, and Pickens catches the balls, balls he's not supposed to catch anyway. So why not want him to be double covered and Deontay run wild? I think it'd be a good one-two punch with Deontay too. Actually, there we go, Nick and Carrick. He makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, we're, well, listen, we're we're kind of splitting hairs here. I mean, what? How do you define? Why well, receiver one? Is it just number of targets? No, 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 no. I do think it's important in this case, and here's why. I think George Pickens hasn't shown it yet all that much. I think he might be prone to have a short fuse. I do. And George Pickens is a guy that I think he thinks 
He has graduated to a certain point but in this offense. But how do you offense. define WR1? Is it targets? Is it's it different yards? with every team. Is it touchdowns? What is, what is going to be your WR1 guy? The guy who was the focal point of the passing game. And I think that George Pickens thinks, even with Deontay Johnson back, he should get more targets or he should be the guy that's the first option well, on a lot of different things. Under that definition, then I think it should be Deontay Johnson's WR1. I think because George it, Pickens thinks he's outperformed right, but, him. Uh, but my point is they're different. And in, in what, what uh, Pickens is going to do is big plays down the field, all that kind of stuff. But for if you're, if you're defining uh, WR1 as – the, the guy that we are going to make the focal point of our offense, the guy that we are going to uh, give the most targets to, it has to be Deontay Johnson. Because, again, as I said before, he's the guy that's going to move the sticks for you. He's the guy that's going to keep your offense moving. And then when you take those shots or you take those bigger plays, that's where you go to George Pickens. So, your point is well taken, but let me run you through something. Let's say it gets back to, and you're, you're describing what the Steelers' offense was, I think, last year right? Especially as they won some games. Do you think that George Pickens is going to walk out there and be happy with going back to what he thinks is reverting back to being the guy that gets three or four uh, balls where they just throw it up to him and he has, is asked to make a play a game? Because he, I think that he probably thinks he's graduated beyond that at this point. He's running routes over the middle, he's doing some other things, and he's become a bit of a volume receiver. Is he going to be happy to be that guy where, okay, run straight down the field and we're going to throw it up to you three or four times a game and that's it, and Deontay Johnson's going to get nine or ten targets? Well, that I've, might not sit well with I him. I mean, Pickens is obviously emotional like that, and that's probably not going to sit well with him. But to me, it, it, you have to target the guy that is going to be running the routes that are going to be routes that are going to move the sticks, right? Because that's that's part of the problem the Steelers have had. They, they've had a couple of big shot plays – but for the most part, moving the sticks is not easy for them. Um, and, and so you bring Deontay Johnson back, you're going to give him – but you, you, that, that doesn't mean you're not going to target Pickens more, you know, give him, you know, six or seven touches a game or get, try and get him the ball six or seven times a, day, a game. But he needs to understand that his role is a little different now that Deontay Johnson's back because he's the guy that you're sort of looking at as your steady, consistent – you know, he's the guy we want to get the ball to. I'm so intrigued to see how it works. Bill's in Dormont. Hi, Bill. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, sorry to go off topic at the start of this conversation here, but uh, I couldn't get in with Folsey on the midday. Mm -hmm. But they talk about the ice cream. You know, they throw that ice cream truck sound up. The most nostalgic sound, and this pertains to Pomp, sure. Starkey, and Cook. Right. When I go and I listen to them, I love them. And you know what I hear? I hear when I used to go to McDonald's on West Liberty Avenue with my grandfather on Saturday Avenue. Yeah, what's this? Okay, we good. Uh-huh. What do you hear? Well, there's uh, six men at the same table. Every Saturday, PG strewn across the, the three tables they're occupying. Sir, they're have you been on hold for? Have you been on hold for six hours? Because no, I I, I sent it in on the text line, but I didn't I, I didn't get in. <laughs> well, um, I'm sorry, but I think we've moved along. What about? Well, yeah. Well, but uh, I mean. I think Paul would appreciate it, and you would too, nostalgia. like. Well, if we were talking about it, yeah, not to be rude, but we're not, and you're kind of stalling the conversation. 
Well, you know, I'm I'm heading up to Seton LaSalle for the 08 state championship reunion as an assistant coach. So, well, uh, well now, now let's move it along to more nostalgia and move it along to the next show. Congratulations on all your successes. Can we bring nah, it now to this show? On, don't go pony on me. Uh-huh. Um, WR1, yes. which is what you're talking about. Oh, you've hit it. Yes. Yeah. So Deontay coming back is going to draw more attention away, and they're going to keep doing the five-yard slants and five-yard outs five-yard digs, 10-yard digs to, to Deontay, which is going to open up because they're going to go double wide, and Pickens will be there, and more shots will open up. Paul, can you break down that phone call for me? <laughs> Listen, I have no idea what they talk about before we get on, but the guy was talking about ice cream trucks, <laughs> something about McDonald's. What the hell was that all about? I was literally trying to say – I'm not going to be a cynical guy here. I'm going to actually listen to what this guy has to say. I had no idea what he was talking. What were they talking about? Joel, you must have been listening. What were they talking about ice cream trucks for? What was that all about? Nah, I don't I don't know. What was it about? Do you know what that was? No, about? apparently they must have been spe- and talking nostalgia. And what was he nostalgia. talking about? Nostalgia with three tables at McDonald's. What is that? I don't know. Is there- you know what that was? I've got no. I know they have like an ice cream truck like sound effect that they'll use on that show sometimes. But, but-, but is there... What what was the significance of three tables at McDonald's? What did I miss? I think he's speaking of things that are nostalgic to him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm moving it along. I, I it just it was too much. It was too too hard to comprehend. He was an assistant coach. Was Bruce Greg Cow? No, he probably on the 08 team. He probably was old. He's too he was old probably, for that. No, he may have been. No, he was probably he's too probably old. Too little old for that. That may have been the Carmen been Conley of, team and those guys. Maybe one of the uh, the Del, Del Sardo brothers, but. Correct. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Oh, no. You know, it may have been that uh, Matt Rogers, I think, may have been the quarterback yes. on that team. Maybe. Right? Maybe. That team? Maybe. Uh-huh. Yes. So, there but, you go. But, again, three tables at McDonald's means something. I just don't know what it means. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about that officiating coming up next. And I think they're talking about the wrong big story from this pit game, the big pit victory against Louisville the other night. We'll get into that Next, here on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
All right, uh, 6.45 on your wonderful Monday, Monday Night Football, Cowboys Chargers coming up in just a little bit. So um, and let's get into this pit thing right now. We'll take some calls, 412-928-9370. I watched the game the other night. It was uh, it, it was incredible the way that I, Pitt started slow. Vayer was, what, 0 for f- his first five or whatever, and you're thinking, oh, gosh. The first two drives, the offense isn't going to get going. It started to get going. All right, Pitt keeps talking about this blue vase or whatever. I, I have no idea what it means. I, only if you're on the team and in the program you know what it means. They're making a big deal out of this. It's, it's very – go ahead. Didn't Carlo Zovko, didn't he – I think he went. I think he. Let me look at it real quick. But I think he actually explained it on Twitter what it means. So go ahead. Talk it about seems the like something that's very important to the people who are on the team and <laughs> yes. the people in the program, which is great. People seems, they need rallying cries and yeah. things, but that doesn't mean it needs to be important to people who aren't. And there are certain things that are within the confines of the team, which is great. That has to go ahead if you want. I was. I was just going to say it's always amazing me these, these kinds of things get talked about as being really important. Right. After they win. Well, yeah. After they win, you know what I'm saying? And it's some sort of rallying point, which, again, is great. Us against the world, all of that, whatever. The real thing to come out of this football game, I think, is did the staff – and look, if Pat Narduzzi wants to push it off to Frank Signetti because he had said not long ago that a lot of the offensive situations go to Frank, the real talking point out of this game is why did it take so long to make a quarterback change? Right? If they should have made a change probably within the West Virginia game in Gonevere. If not, then the Cincinnati game. You know, you have um, you have uh, Phil Dracovic, who after the West Virginia game didn't want to talk to the media, was standoffish and right. all that. Why not make it then? It feels like this feel-good, and it is a feel-good, that they did get a win over a very good team that had just beaten Notre Dame. But that said, it's glossing over, I think, a very valid and good question, which is, why did it take so long when Dracovic, it was obvious early on, he just didn't have it, Paul? Well, part of it, you know, part of it is that, uh, that I'm sure they made some assurances, you know, to Dracovic that they'd give him an opportunity, that he would be the guy. And I think one of the things you always have to worry about when you are recruit, you know, is recruiting. And, you know, if you pull the, if you pull the plug after one week or two weeks or three weeks, it could be hard for you to go to a transfer portal and get another quarterback, especially when Keaton Slovis sort of flamed out last year, right? And so you look at it and you say, okay, now they've gone two years in a row where their transfer quarterback has sort of uh, flamed out. Um, so I'm sure that's part of it. The other thing is, you know, I actually don't – I actually think if you if you look at this game, if Louisville doesn't throw a pick six late, they probably win the game and nobody's talking about the quarterback. I mean, it's that fragile when it comes to winning and losing in college football. Is <laughs> A couple of plays like that really change the game. So I need to see a lot more from Christian Bayer before I decide, okay, he's really the guy. Because I thought Well, that- no, he doesn't – okay, he, that's what you need to see. But does he need to be the guy or does he just need to be better than Phil Dracovic, which well, at this I mean, point doesn't seem right, to be all it, that difficult. He was better than Phil Dracovic, but, but my point is – People are acting like he he came in and like did all these really magical things. He had a really nice deep throw, but for the most part, he struggled to you know. He, I think he completed less than fifty percent of his passes. Pitt had like twelve first downs in this game. It's not like their offense, and they got outgained by like four hundred and eighty to like two fifty or something. So it's not like he really transformed a whole lot. 
He just made a couple of more plays than we saw. So I just want to see, okay, now this week, now it's your second start, and you're playing a bad team. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you can build on that and see if you can make those numbers a little better now. Yeah, and what he, I think what he also did was if it works out right now, what you did is you lined up how you have your quarterbacks lined out in terms of eligibility. Right. You know, right. which is something that Pitt was trying to right size and needed to. You were, you take a shot on Dracovic and something that you should have done, but it was all all reward in, in, in the risk. You should have cut it down quick when you saw it wasn't going to happen. Well, again, I think that's a hard case to make when you were trying to make sure that you can recruit guys. Because, it, you know, if I'm a if I'm a transfer quarterback, I say, okay, well, Keaton's Slovis didn't really work out, and then you pulled the plug on this Phil guy, you know what I mean, uh, quickly. I, I mean, do I want to come there? And, and do, you have a, do you have a problem, you know, handling transfer quarterbacks, yada, yada? I mean, unfortunately, in today's college football, that is such a consideration. You always have to worry about it. I feel like four games mm-hmm. – or whatever it was, five games where you you know you lost four in a row or whatever. You're going into your bye week because at the end of the day, now you put in this Christian Veyer, you've got seven games to figure out if he's going to be your guy going forward next year. And if he is, you don't have to go out and recruit another guy. You know you don't have to try and go get a another you know ready made sixth, fifth, or fourth or fifth year senior or whatever. You don't have to do that. Well, it's that. probably time that has to stop. If if you think because you have the kid from Penn right. Hills who's coming in, right. you've got a quarterback depth chart now that you have built. But it just seemed like every, too many people want to talk about this vase. I don't care about it. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not on the team. I don't care about this vase. What I do care about is what went into the decision to wait this long because I think it's a very real question. Well, again, when would you have pulled the plug on Phil Jacob? After the West Virginia game. Really? Yes. That was what, week three? or week- Paul, he was missing screen passes and throwing them at people's feet. Okay, here's it wh- was. I, he was, but here's why I wouldn't have done it after that game. Because they had, I wouldn't have put in, I might have done it after the next game, but the next game they played North Carolina. I'm, I got to get. No, it went Wofford, Cincinnati, West Virginia. He only. Right, I'm he, saying. I And then the next game was North Carolina, right? Right, what they got ball. They gave up 41 points. My in that point game. is, I would not have put a new quarterback in the position of playing against North Carolina. Then I would have probably taken Dracovic out, like I'd said, in the West Virginia game. He looked that bad that he. I would have taken him out in that game. I would game. have benched him maybe in the second half of the North Carolina game. Given Christian Veyer a chance, the game's already you know gone. Giving him a chance to get his feet wet a little bit, and then the next week they played Virginia uh, Tech. Virginia Tech. Now you're going against Virginia Tech with a guy that at least has 10 or 15 20 snaps or what under It was belt. never going to get back to the good side after the West Virginia game when Dracovic said, I'm not talking to people. Um, it, it it probably was never going to get back whenever he complained about being booed. That was just that was the absolute beginning of the end. If you look at it in retrospect, you know? Yeah, when he got well, here's the thing. He made it really difficult on himself when he got booed, and then he talked about the fans. Because at that point, they he they were never he was gonna have to be so good in order to get a you know a, a big segment of the pit fan base back behind him. Um, but again, if you let him play against West Virginia, which I would have, um, I probably look ahead to North Carolina and say I don't think this is a game we really have a great chance of winning, but more importantly, I'm not going to throw this kid who's never played to a team like North Carolina. What I'm going to do is start Phil, 
And if he's bad, mm-hmm. then we, you know, the game starts to go sideways. I'll put Christian Bayer in, and I'll give him the chance to start the next week against Virginia Tech, who we have a chance to beat. One thing I think, too, that, uh, that uh, it's not a gigantic talking point, but I do think it should be brought up. Does a win over Louisville put Narduzzi back on the Michigan State uh, target list? You know, that's a good national win. It's one that was a team riding high. They were undefeated. If you're a powers that be at Michigan State and you say, okay, it does one of two things. It either puts them on the Michigan State target list or Pitt now gives them an extension for 15 more years. Yeah. You know, it does something after this game. <laughs> well, the good thing is if, if if Michigan State doesn't come after him, Pitt doesn't really need to, you know, sign him up for more years because he's signed through 2031 or whatever it is. Right. So, I mean, the big thing is you get leverage, right, in that business and really in this business when people come after you. When people come after you, you have leverage and all of a sudden. But the thing about Michigan State is his biggest advocate is Mark D'Antonio, who apparently is pushing hard to try and get the money people at Michigan State to understand. If you bring Pat Narduzzi in, he'll clean up the program. He'll get it stable again, right? We've right. had some knuckleheads, you know, some knucklehead type stuff go on. But it's it's not necessarily a slam dunk that he would be the guy because if you're Michigan State, you've got to look at his overall record and say, can he win in the Big Ten? But a lot of stuff like that, whenever you hire a coach, is and it's not necessarily can he. What did the guy before do to earn all that money? He won a big game and then they paid him a lot of money. Pat's coming off of a game against Louisville where if you were on the fence and you're a Michigan State guy, you might say, okay, wow, I just watched him the other night beat Louisville. Again, not the biggest chip that he has in his pocket, but it is better to go in there if you're a Michigan State guy and say, wow, this guy, I just saw him on TV win, then, well, he's kind of plodding along and not necessarily winning all that much. Anyway, 412-928-9370. Go ahead, Paul. I looked it up for you. Sure. The Blue Vase is our way, this is from Norduzzi, our way of saying, are you ready for kickoff? Comes down to our kids by uh, say, by any means, I said, let's put it out there to remind our guys to find a way to get it done. There's probably a blue vase in every room in the building. There's something, if there's some impossible task that needs to get done, I'll say to them, blue vase it. The symbol of the blue vase goes back to the 1920s novel, The Go-Getter by Peter Kine. The story follows a World War I veteran, Bill Peck, who's lost a leg and arm in the fighting, but gets a job at a lumber company in San Francisco upon Returning home sometime into this job after he met certain productivity quotas, the peck is asked by his boss, Cappy Ricks, to go buy a blue vase that the boss plans to gift to a friend. Peck is instructed to meet him on a train bound for Santa Barbara to hand off the item. Okay. I have no idea what it means after reading all of that, but it's their motivational tactic. Yes. If it makes them play better, then yeah. there should be 100 blue vases out there right. on the field. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, fan weather right now brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Come see their half-ton and three-quarter-ton Silverados. Visit sunchevy.com tonight. Chance of a shower, low of 49. Chance of a shower continues into Tuesday, high of 58. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 